0: Good morning, everyone. Our first reading, we hear an account of Paul and Barnabas. Uh, This is, uh, uh, in that first reading, it's the conclusion of Paul's first missionary mission. And uh, what he's doing is retracing his steps going back, and this would be a pattern he would use often. And he's going back, and remember, in their time, Christianity was brand new. And so they had uh, what we would understand as pockets or cells or very little communities of Christians scattered throughout. And Paul is going to each one of them uh, to speak with them, to encourage them, uh, because the persecution is going to come for them. And he wanted to encourage them to remain faithful uh, and to uh, be one with each other. In our second reading, it's the second from last chapter, in the book of Revelations, the book of Apocalypse, and it speaks of a a new order of things, a new world. It speaks about a new Jerusalem, and um, this Jerusalem would come down from heaven, and uh, this reading uh, is often selected at funerals. the people read it and say, Father, uh, this new order uh, is my loved one who left this world entering into that. And we say, we pray. We hope so, in fact. Huh? my friends, this uh, past week, uh, I spoke with a, a couple people that came and um, to chat with me about some things. And one or two of them talked about uh, encounters with other Christians. And uh, unfortunately, for one, um, she met a group uh, of Christians, and um, things are going well uh, until Mary was brought up. And um, once Mary's name was brought up, Mary, the mother of Jesus, um, they asked her not to return. It's heartbreaking to hear this. Uh, because this is not what Christ desires from us. And it's not how we understand the scriptures. And I'm not talking just about Mary. I'm talking about the treatment. And uh, Christ desired that we be one. And uh, he said, if uh, those who are not uh, against me must be for me, uh, Jesus speaks to Peter. And uh, we have to do better, all of us, Better. My friends, this uh, brought me to thinking about um, these very familiar words of Jesus from John's gospel, uh, love one another as I have loved you, and this is how people will know that you are mine, that you are one of my disciples, and uh, my friends, uh, it made me wonder, like Father Mark, uh, he'll go grocery shopping, and I'll have my collar on, (laughs) and... uh, Usually, I get this reaction, you do your own grocery shopping? (laughs) Yes, my guardian angel is very busy today. (laughs) But it makes me laugh, but it made me wonder, what do people think when they see me in a collar? What do they think of the priest? What is the expectation that they have of who I might be? Um, And certainly, wearing my collar, the first thing that should come to mind This is a Christian man, and um, to know somebody uh, um, and to know their name is important in our culture, and uh, we come to know that person by their name, uh, by their actions, and even by their affiliations with certain groups. And my friends, from this, expectation flows emotions, and uh, um, it made me wonder particularly of late, because of the climate of the politics and society. What what do people think when they hear the word Christian? What does it evoke within them? What should it mean to others? It gets even more complicated as I opened up with there are 35 denominations of Christians now. And uh, As I explained in the beginning, not all Christians hold to the same tenets of the faith. We are not all united. And uh, and of late, with this current political and social climate, um, many folks uh, think Christianity or to be a Christian evokes images of intolerance and oppressiveness and uh, anti-science and anti-thinking and... um, no respect for other people who are not Christians. And uh, a religion of no, 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 no. You can't have this. You can't do that. But my friends, when we look at especially John's gospel, Jesus, says, Jesus will tell us all the commandments are fulfilled in this, love of God and love of the other. Do this and you have fulfilled the Mosaic laws. Now Jesus was very specific about the Mosaic But um, when we look at it from that perspective, Christianity is very liberating and very freeing because according to Christ and how you spoke, it's even less than the Mosaic laws, the 613 of them. So it's not a religion of no. But, my friends, is this the image that others have of Christian? There are others, though, however that when they encounter Christian, a name, the person, Christian, it invokes someone who they can rely on to tell the truth, to treat others with dignity and respect, no matter what, who will be fair, and someone who lives not by worldly opinions, but by the ways of Jesus Christ. And I would hope that others would come to know that the name Christian means I am a disciple of Jesus Christ and I try to my best to follow his teachings and walk in his ways. It is these later characteristics that should define Christians, should define Jesus' disciples. The first reading speaks of the challenges of the early church, not only in how Others saw these followers of the way is what they were called at that time. We know it as Christians, but they called themselves followers of the way. But not only how the Gentiles saw them, but also how the other Christians saw each other and how the apostles were working with each other. I mean, they're a small group. My friends, what becomes very clear, especially from the Acts of the Apostles, there was no perfection in those communities. And... uh, This may not be surprising to you today. There is no perfection today either. There's holiness, but perfection, God is perfect. But as long as we are in the church, (laughs) it is not that, is it? But that reading from Revelation says the day is coming, however, when that new order will be here. The second reading from the book Revelation tells us about that perfect, Jerusalem, that perfect community, it will come down only from heaven. It seems then to apply that uh, that Jerusalem on earth, while we may work for it, does not grow into that type of perfection because we have human imperfections with us. And still, now as it was then, the Christian communities, the churches, the parishes are meant to be places of holiness, places where Christ's truth and his light and his love is not only spoken about, but lived out daily. Thus, there are to be places of holiness. Any place that claims to be a follower of Jesus and a Christian church must be working towards that holiness, must be working in his ways and to abide by his commandments. Even in the midst of imperfections, as it is, despite disunity amongst all the denominations. We Christians must persevere in creating and keeping communities that support and have respect for human dignity and human life. The Christian communities must be very clear about this. Christian communities must also be undying in their support of the nuclear family. Christian communities should be about honesty, And for trying to stay united around the Lord. Christians must come to realize that Christianity is a way of life. It is not some type of amenity, some type of optional thing that we pull out on Sunday, but not the rest of the week. That His truth is an absolute, we must tell everyone His truth is absolutely needed for salvation. And it is a treasure to be shared. As I've stated before, the Christian faith is not for the faint of heart. Christianity is one of the toughest religions ever. But the rewards are eternal. Many of Jesus' teachings seem so challenging and certainly uh, very opposite of worldly ways. All you have to do is go look at the Beatitudes of so the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus turned everything upside down when he gave that homily. And it freaked out everyone then. <laughs> And it still kind of tweaks people today because they're challenging and they're difficult. But I think the point that our Lord was making in these words, my friends, the reading today, is the setting for it is the Last Supper. Jesus is going to die. He's going to sacrifice his life for all of us. This is his last meal with them. And he shares with them what is absolutely dear to his heart. If you know you're going to see your friends for the last time, I suspect your conversation is not going to be frivolous. You're going to put forth what's important, what's closest to your heart, and this is the conversation Jesus is having with them and telling them. And this is what his he said his church was to example in all things. This is his message. And he asks each of the baptized to deliver this message to the world. The times we, we live in make this very challenging. But according to the scriptures, it was very challenging in those first days also. The Christian community in which we live uh, can be a great test of one's faith. And sometimes it seems much easier to have that Christian charity and that love that Christ talks about he said, I give this new commandment. And my friends, for those who study the scriptures, to love God is in the Old Testament. That's not new. To love your neighbor, that wasn't new. What was new then that Jesus said? It's the standard, the measure. He said, now you will love as I have loved you. That is the newness of what he was saying. To have that uh, that type of Christian charity it is, for a lot of Christians, easier to do at a distance. I can love my neighbor who lives in another city. And so we have the annual Catholic appeal for those who, that's where they're at. You can donate and others will help. And then we have a new uh, Genie Caris ministry where you can prepare casseroles. Folks will freeze them and take them to the nativity house to help those who are hungry. It becomes more challenging when you have to live What Jesus has asked this commandment daily with those who are within your circle of people to the person um, who you live with, to the person you work with, to the person who sits across the table from you at dinner every night. Forgiveness, charity, love. It starts there first. Jesus speaks these words first in that very sacred and intimate meal where it's just him and his friends, his apostles. and Then, as he ascends, he says, now take it to everyone. So Christian charity and love starts first in the family, and then we take it from there and reach out to everyone else. People will be able to recognize us as disciples of Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Christ, by the love we have for each other, they should be able to gaze into your home and into our church and say, I want what they have love, community. To do this is to give powerful witness to Jesus, to a world that needs it so much, also. Our discipleship, living it, is the witness we bring to our family, to our friends, to our parish, to our workplaces to the cities that we live in. For most of the world today, the strongest proof, the greatest witness that Jesus is truly resurrected will not be found in any book because they're not picking it up. It will not be found on our websites because they're not really looking at it. It won't be found in movies, although there's some really good ones. They will only come to know and understand Jesus as they did in those beginning days by the witness of those who claim to be his disciples. To love as Christ did and asks us to do is impossible for any human person of their own volition. They will need to stay connected to Christ and need his grace for this to happen. It requires his very presence. That means you must be in a relationship with him. Catholics don't use this word very much, but
1: you have to have
0: a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The Protestants are very good about this, saying it and living it out. We live it out, but we don't say it that way. It's odd to us. But each one of you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't, you better get going on it. My friends, the truth of the matter is, if anything brings people to Jesus, it will be Christians but it's a double-edged sword. The other end of that sword is the fact that if there's anything that will keep people away from Jesus, it will be Christians who do not live as Jesus has taught or, as the word is used, they're hypocrites. the story that was shared with me was about uh, two families that lived next to each other, a Christian family and one that was not And the husband of the Christian family, I'm going to get my neighbor to become a Christian. And he started with just some light books for them, for him to read. Finally, he put a Bible on his doorstep. He'll read that. Unfortunately, the wives were out taking out the recycling, and the the Christian wife saw the Bible in the recycling bin. She told her husband, he threw the bible into the recycling bin the christian neighbor went over and knocked on the door he was going to demand and he said i gave this to you and i wanted you to read it and i wanted you to learn and it's in the trash you didn't read it and the man said i did in fact read it i watched you every day to learn And what I learned was Christianity was not for me. Followers of Jesus Christ, we must walk in his ways and live as he has taught us to be the example. This is how it was in the first days. This should not be surprising to you. There was no Bible then, there was the Torah, the Old Testament. In the time of Jesus, there was no gospel of Mark. There was no Acts of the Apostles. The reason why there was more and more followers was because of his disciples living and speaking. Now we have the greatness of the Bible to look at. But it can't be just some antiquated book that you put on the shelf. I looked at it, read it, it's good. You have to live it. So let's start living it, huh? my friends finally when jesus was leaving he shared those words with us but he also shared what we call his high priestly prayer part of it was father that they would be one as you and i are one and in that moment for me it was jesus sharing his dream father i dream that they will be like you and i the christian community must deliver to our master his dream, that we would come together and be one. We may not be able to deliver the world to him, that's for him, but we can deliver our communities and become one to give what he said. Be one. So let us be about Jesus and walking in his ways and being his disciples, not only in word, but in deed.